This week on the Mountain Climbers podcast, owner of New Zealand's largest dance studio and the mastermind behind 12 Kiwi businesses, Sione Greer is here. Get ready to get your groove on and discover how to make a career out of your childhood passion. Are you ready to turn up the volume? The Mountain Climbers podcast is coming up next. Climbers podcast. I'm very honoured today to be joined by Sione Greer. Brilliant to be with you today. Uh, someone, someone like yourself who's got an incredible number of businesses under your belt and <laughs> and a life to really explore. So I'm looking forward to getting into it. Um, let's start off right back at the beginning, at your childhood. What were yeah. your parents like? Uh, never really knew uh, my father. Well, I actually didn't know my father at all. Uh, grew up. Um, with my uncle and aunts, um, yeah, I, my, my mother actually married an Australian, and um, that's how I ended up in Australia. I was born in Tonga, but mm-hmm. um, went to Australia when I was about seven years old and grew up there. Uh, so I grew up with a stepfather, and I thought that was kind of normal for everybody, really. Um, didn't know there was, well, for many years of my childhood, never never knew there was such a thing as a as a real father, uh, just because that was my reality. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't grow up even as a kid with a real father. Uh, it just didn't really cross my mind, actually. You know, Did I you just, just I, think of him as your dad? Uh, no, I knew he was different because <laughs> I was old enough to know that I was going into a new new country and and he was white. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, he spoke English. And, in fact, I, I thought other kids at school didn't have real fathers either, and I remember uh, an incident very clearly that these kids were talking in the playground about um, how they went fishing with their dad on the weekend and I just butted in and I said you know that's not your real dad don't you <laughs> <laughs> they looked at me and said what no no that's not your real dad because <laughs> I thought everybody was like that <laughs> wow that's really fascinating because yeah. yeah I think you get into a bit of a bubble wherever you are whatever friend mm. group you have and that becomes yeah. your your normal do you think that yeah. even happens when you're an adult? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because I occupy, I, well, occupy, but I, I belong in a different kind of a bubble. Lots of different types of bubbles through the businesses that I, that I'm involved in in different communities. Uh, so it's easy to belong into a bubble that you see things in a different, in a certain way, and and that's how it is. And it, it can easily you can just spend your time in that bubble, and that's the way you see the world. Do you think it's a good thing to be in a bubble? Um, for some people, yeah, that's if they're happy like that, and um, mm-hmm. that's their world. That you know, who's to say what's you should get out of that bubble? But for me, that that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to break out of my bubble. My bubble was when I was growing up um, in my early teens. My bubble was that I had uh, I was in a solo parent situation, living in a state house in uh, South Auckland, and I was working uh, in a couple of jobs to support my family. Um, but I didn't want to be in that bubble because I, I knew too many other people in that same bubble and they didn't know how to get out of it. Uh, but I never saw myself yeah. staying in that bubble. You know, for me, that was just a period of time and I, it didn't get me down. You know, I always saw things outside of that bubble because, you know, from a very young age, um, as far as I can remember, God has always been a central part of my life. And so... I never lost hope or never saw 
my situation as being a permanent thing. It was always a a transition to the next, and it was a stepping stone to the next. So when I was in a situation when I had to grow up and be the father of the house, I suppose, because I had younger brothers and sisters, um, I never saw it as a situation where that, that will always be the case. So, yeah. What do you think is the greatest lesson your mother or your stepdad taught you? Well, I guess but the inspiration came from me for my mother was that I never wanted to see my mother like this or my family. I didn't want them to stay in this situation. I wanted to uh, be successful in a way that that would benefit them, that would um, lift us out of this situation, and not just me, but my community, because I knew mm-hmm. other people you know, in the same situation. And I, and I often... You know, while I was studying uh, graphic design school, um, I was holding down probably three jobs in a gas station, two gas station jobs and a job at uh, Georgie Pie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, when I had spare money that I saved and when I knew of of relatives or people that didn't have enough money, I would just go and buy them groceries. And that to me was just, that's what you do. You should do this. And for me, that is... The, the the purpose for me to make more money is that I can help more people not, mm-hmm. not just for handouts but um, to empower more people to inspire more people that this doesn't have to be your lot just because that's the way you've known your generation to be or your family or you know it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. that way um, would you say then that you're driven by money no not at all um, I'm you know I, I enjoy being in business not for the purpose of you know, making more money, mm. uh, you know, that for me is like a game. How do you create more money? I enjoy the, the challenge of creating something and seeing it come to fruition and seeing the journey along the way. For me, also, I've learned probably more about God than, than anything else in my life through business. business really? Yeah. I've learned that the, the Bible or you know the principles that I've I've heard about or I've learned, you know, through other people, you know, talking about it, comes alive when I'm in business because I have to put all these things in practice. The parable of the talents uh, particularly stood out. Um, as I read that, I thought God say to me, "Okay, well, you've got a certain number of talents that I've given you right now. You either." go and get yourself a better paying job somewhere else and you know that's fine that's taking a bit of a risk but it's not really exercising your faith now is it um, or you can stay where you are and you can just kind of bury your talent and I said like, well I feel like I'm burying my talent because I'm just sitting here and getting bored you know so, mm-hmm. um, so I'm just going to jump out of the boat and that's what I did I quit my job I spent my savings on my first uh, computer system Cost about eighteen grand to get a to get wow. a, a little Mac and a fax machine and a printer and all the software that goes with it. Mm-hmm. The, the second business I had was well, I still got is the dance school that I've got, Viva Dance. I mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the industry. I didn't actually know how to salsa either. <laughs> um, but yeah, now now this is it's one of the largest you know private own dance schools in the country. Mm. Right, let's just talk about um, Viva Dance sure. for a second. I love your catchphrase, by the way, dance for everybody. Wow, love you caught it. it. You caught it. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> uh, very few people were able to make a career out of one of their passions. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a passion for you growing up and things, wasn't it? Yes, I love dance. Uh, yeah. In fact, the, my very first dance uh, 
passions was breakdance and um, yeah, wow. and, and hip hop. And so that's where I started off back in the eighties. Some people, especially I, I personally have. I'm I'm a young person. Um, if you can't tell by my voice, um, <laughs> I'm a young person, and I have a lot of friends who really enjoy music, really mm-hmm. enjoy acting, some even dance, but they just don't have the guts to go ahead and chase that that dream. Mm. How do you encourage uh, someone to do that, or, or how do you how do you how do you just go and chase a dream? It's it's letting go of the fear of what's going to happen if I if I fail. Um, and one of the things early on that I sort of became comfortable with that is the risk management. If I don't make it in graphic design business by myself, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? Oh, I'll go get myself another job. Mm-hmm. Well, that's manageable. Okay, so I gave myself sort of three to six months to make it work. And if I didn't, I still had skills that I can go work for somebody else. So I had a, I had a backup plan, I suppose. So in order to cope with... Or- understand risk do you think about the worst possible outcome (laughs) yeah generally (laughs) Uh, and often it comes back to what's the worst thing that can happen if my dance thing doesn't work oh well I'll go back and work at McDonald's I've got skills in how to make coffee or serve people I can always go make it work at McDonald's so for me every day is a bonus Um, I, I see every day as an opportunity to discover something new and try something new and and um and that's how it is for me. And often I sit down, and this is also important, is to sit down and reflect on mm-hmm. where you've come from and what you know what has happened, you know, and just marvel, just be thankful. Uh, that's another thing I, I do regularly is just take some time out and go for a walk with my dog, and uh, just reflect on the day, or what's up ahead, what's going on, and just kind of slow down a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And. My goodness, I'm very surprised that you're able to slow down <laughs> because I've actually got a list of all the different... Uh, you've got a cafe, Viva Dance, events company named Big Song and Dance, Speed Dating Company, National Latin Championship and a new company in the education sector. I actually found on in researching about you, Sione, uh-huh. that you've got 12 businesses registered uh-huh. or 11 is it 11 or 12 registered? Uh, some of them are probably made up. <laughs> really? But <laughs> that is just <laughs> mind-blowing. And the first thing I thought is, how do you fit it all in? But the second thing is, do you think you're spreading your out, yourself out too thin? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've thought myself that too sometimes. I thought, oh, maybe I'm just stretching myself. I didn't think that. Okay, when I started the whole cafe thing, that was another stretch of jumping out. You know, not knowing what I was doing, but hey, let's just jump out and see what what happens here. Having twelve businesses, that is so much, and I can imagine it would mean you're constantly uncomfortable, you know, constantly on yeah, edge a little bit. Yeah, con- constantly trusting, and yeah, and I don't, I don't take things for granted, and I I'm never, uh, you know, there is a part of me that I get uncomfortable with being too comfortable. So when I get comfortable with something, I go, well, okay, well, what what's not happening here? What's the next challenge, you know? Yeah, I, I know when I'm too comfortable because I, bec- I become lazy. And uh, I see it in, within Watching myself. Watching TV. Yeah, it's so easy to get stuff. into, you know? Yeah. You, 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 just, you can just go, go into holiday mode. And it's so easy because I'm part-tongan. <laughs> and I, I would like, I love my fun times, you know? I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I love relaxing and enjoying the, um, the the beach. And so there has to be a balance there. Um, for me, I... I I just, it's part of my work ethic. I just work hard because I enjoy it. And I, I think um, 
you know, what's the point of doing a, a half pie job? Why do you think it's important for people to be uncomfortable? Um, because that's that's a, that's what I think life is how life is designed, you know, in order to grow, in order to become, to to enjoy the rewards, I guess of. There's benefits in 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 pain. I see it not, you know, not bad pain, but actually, you know, going to the gym. There is an mm-hmm. uncomfortableness there of actually exercising your muscles, your limbs, but it's a good pain. You know, it feels good to be able to stretch your muscles. I'm not talking about my experience, by the way. I don't go to the gym. <laughs> I dance, but you do have to get out of your bubble, get out of your egg, you know, in order to enjoy uh, what what God's given you, you have to be pushed out of the nest. So you have to, you know, anything that's mm. worth achieving is going to take some sort of uncomfortableness, whether it's uncomfortable with doing something new. And I, uh, it's exhilarating. <laughs> Again, being on a roller coaster is uncomfortable, but wow, what a ride, you know? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he, he wants to just go in the, on the slow boats hmm. all the time, yeah. To me, Sione, you come across as a very likable person. Oh, and geez, the people I, I've talked to have said, you're a very, very likable guy. How does someone become so likable? Um, yeah, I, I just like being with people. And that most of my businesses, in fact, all of them, have, have something to do with people and community. Hmm. Um, so with the dance, it's bringing people together. Um, I create a lot of opportunities for for happiness, you know, for people people meet through there and become socially connected. Um, I've had so many stories of people who've just found, you know, long time friendships or just just community through dance, um, through the events that I create, just the classes. Uh, obviously, you know, speed date is also another way that I just connect people in, on that level who are looking for. Um, you know, for someone to be with. Um, so it's being genuine, having a genuine appreciation for other people. Yeah, definitely within you. Definitely, mm-hmm. um, that's what I'm about. Which is, which to me is the most important thing in all of this. Is all of these businesses is not about building just an empire for the sake of building an empire. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not into I'm not into flashy clothes, as you can tell. I mean, here are my yeah. shorts, and my my jandals, and yeah. I'm the guy who walks around um, in my studio often in in jandals because I'd rather be comfortable than flashy. You know, you got to dress up when you're being an MC or so forth. You know, mm-hmm. appropriately. But for most of the time, I'm I'm not there to to build something that's gonna make people go, "Wow, look how." flashy or cool yeah. he is you know I I know what it's like to be without I know what it's like to come from a humble background and I'll never forget it um, it's just as easy for me to be successful as it is easy for me to be unsuccessful I, I could be the next tomorrow's failure um, and I've been there many times to keep me humble and um, so no that's that's not my gig uh, yeah, let somebody yeah. else be the be the poster boy, or whatever. Be the arrogant one. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, or be, or be the hero. I'm quite happy to push my staff forward. You know, I'm quite happy to acknowledge my staff. For example, when they do a good job or something, you know, I just give them the credit and say, "Listen, you know, this person has worked on this event here. Good on them." Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have to be at the front. I don't have to be, you know, the person there that's you know, because always got the name on the top. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's me. That's probably why they like me because I <laughs> I pushed them up the yeah. front and I was like, hey, you know. 
Um, we're going to just conclude with a little bit of a sure. game, yep. and it's finish the sentence. Ah, so, okay. Sione Greer is... Sorry. Sione Greer's greatest fear is... Mm, okay. I never thought of that one. What is my greatest fear? Um... Don't know, getting bald. <laughs> not really a great fear, but sprung in the mind. No, no. Uh, don't know. Don't know. I, I, I live with uh, a lot of. Um, yeah, you know, I feel fear. Obviously, there's not completing the sentence, but it's hard for me to um, think about it because I don't really, don't really think about too much about my fears. I think about how I can conquer those fears or how I can get through it. I feel fear a lot because of I have to step out in in, in faith a lot of times, and um, you know, faith's not faith without fear, <laughs> I don't believe. But mm. um, no, probably not. Not doing, you know, what what I wanted to do. Um, not fulfilling, I suppose. My purpose is is something that you know I'd like to achieve. What God has sent me for me here to do to achieve. Um, and and if I sit on my talent and uh, not do that, then I guess I guess that's a fear. Mm. If I just sit and just uh, bury my head in the sand and go, all right, enough of this challenge thing. I'll just <laughs> relax and sit on the beach and stuff like that. That's probably mm. something which I wouldn't would like to happen. So that's the fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, becoming too comfortable. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sione Greer will say, that's enough. I have made my mark. I am I, I am finished. I can retire. When? Um, yeah, can't say that either. Sorry. Because no, it's not about that. Uh, that wasn't my, that wasn't ever my goal is to make my mark, I suppose. Mm. You'll always be a mountain climber. That's right. Yes, yeah. I'm a mountain climber. <laughs> I don't think there's a, there's an end point that I can go, uh, when I get there, then I can go and retire and, Go on a, on, a, on a cruise or something like this. You know, I think there's the rewards to be had along the way up this climb of the mountain is to enjoy the view along the way. It's not about the destination for me. It's, uh, it's just like enjoying it along the way. And if I can um, take a lot of people with me and make them happy and um, enjoy it, then I'm happy with that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sioni, for joining us today. Thank it's you been for a the, pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been a privilege. <laughs> Next week on the Mountain Climbers Podcast. I often couldn't sleep when I did those. Mr. Simon Bridges, leader of the New Zealand National Party, joins me in studio. Simon Bridges procrastinates about... Were you popular in school? Mm. That experience gave you confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. What's it like living with someone with a completely different political view? Not things that I sort of talk a lot about publicly. Then later... Would you be able to describe the moment where you first found out that Jamie Lee Ross was publicly naming you as corrupt? just run me through that what do you sort of mean we talk about the media spectacle that nearly destroyed Simon Bridges career but no I've never had an issue with with that honest revealing and no questions off limits there is nowhere else that you can find Simon Bridges like this no one has a skin of iron what are the things for you that do really hit home yeah it's a great question I'm Duncan Tolmy and the Mountain Climbers podcast continues next week I'm Duncan Tolmy, and you've been listening to the Mountain Climbers Podcast. To stay connected, like the Mountain Climbers Podcast on Facebook today.